Hey, <laughs> or should I say, hey? <laughs> uh, hi, it's Jalen. Hi, this is Zephora. And welcome to Goats and Oats, hey. episode two. There you go. Uh, so this episode, we thought that we would talk to you about what? Our, our transition to veganism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How that, does that sound? Sounds good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so I guess off the top, how long have you been vegan? Oh, uh, it's what? It's September. Yeah. It's well, August. It's, just, it's September. Yeah. Uh, I went vegan April, not of this year, of last year. So just over a year now. Nice. Yeah. What about you? When did you go vegan? I went vegan in the spring of 2017. So a little over three years. Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah, Jealous. working up to it. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, you were vegan when we met. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, I was not. Yeah, you were not. I think you were vegetarian when we met. I think it was like flexitarian when oh, we met. Oh, yes. And I rolled my we were, like, eyes. like traveling, so and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm trying. I, I, I was, I guess, to a yeah. degree. Yeah. We got there eventually. That's what matters. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, what did you think about my veganism when you first met me? Because I was vegan and you weren't. Um, what, like, how did I come across? I'm just curious. Oh, pretty, I guess. Hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Hardcore, hardcore. I feel like yeah. our veganism has, like, since shifted and changed. It's yeah. shifted and changed. Yes. Um, you know, which is, yeah, it's great. I think of you when you first, when I first met you, that was hardcore vegan. It was a year into my veganism. Yeah. It was, like, you know, that classic, like, you just become a vegan and then like everyone must be vegan right now because you just became vegan and it was like very like yeah i was like okay but also put the it put the pressure on you know yeah i feel like it works for some yeah it doesn't for others yeah yeah we'll talk about it yeah we're talking about it now i guess so yeah Yeah. why why why, uh why did you why did you go vegan um, what you sort of, yeah, tell me a bit about that the journey. Why did you start that off? Well, I always, so when I was in high school, I saw this documentary on YouTube called Meet Your Meat. I was like 14 or so at the time. Were you eating meat before you were vegan? Sorry. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I was like, I my transition was pretty long. So I like oscillated between carnism. Um, yeah, um, like. Um, so eating animals and then being vegetarian and then going back because I was like, yeah, you like pescatarian for a bit? I was pescatarian for the longest while, so I was maybe pescatarian for like three a pretty long time. That fish, yeah, mm. I just like really liked seafood, um, mm. and didn't really see how you could create a like plant based option. And I was still very much just like focused on what I'm missing out of, yeah, on and not realizing that like. I was eating someone's corpse and it took me a little while to set an eating disorder. So like it felt like veganism was restricting food. And so I didn't really know how to eat a plant-based diet without it being synonymous with restriction. And so that's why it took me, I would say like a while. And, but I knew that it was the end goal. So I just worked towards it. I was, yeah, like I was never a person that was, eating meat like at every meal it might be like once a day even when i was pescatarian uh so yeah that kind of obviously was like the ethics that got me into it and that's why i'm vegan now so it started with that video in high school and then yeah. it took you just like kind of how many years from that point a long time i guess 
maybe what six six years mm. yeah yeah i feel like it's such a much more like accidental sort of like fall into that kind of mm. lifestyle like i okay. had i had a couple moments where i was like pretty grossed out by me and yeah, so i was like yeah, yeah. oh no and like my parents were definitely the ones who'd be like you, you are it. eating this yeah, yeah. and then you're like i don't want to eat it and yeah. then like, okay we'll yeah. put it away and then when you're hungry you'll eat this <laughs> and be like the next my parents did that yeah oh, I yeah I and then like... the next morning you'd be like i want to eat something they'd be like here you go yeah. and you're like no and you're like okay go take it for lunch to school you're gonna eat it then or that's when you had an opportunity to get rid of it i would either try and trade it or i just would get rid of it out of spite i was that mm. i was that petty i was that petty good anyway so yeah there was i remember one time i i think i was like 10 or when was this no probably 2004 yeah i was 10 yeah mm. and uh it was in mad cow disease done jumped out of the cows and into our diets and i was like i remember eating this like bowl of like um cold like chef's boyardee um and it was just i was like so terrified i was like oh no i went all crazy i had such a like i had no understanding of it at all so i just heard mad cow disease i was like i went all crazy and so that's like i guess when i first got that like fear of me yeah then i didn't really have it like any sort of like really thought about it again for because i mean it's just me was such a big part of my culture um and as also brazilian too like you just have there's just so much meat and so mm-hmm. brazilian especially it's like that you know brazilian places it's yeah. like literally all meat and so i think it wasn't until i was like maybe 12 or so no not 12 that's the very close to 10. i think i was 16. that's mm-hmm. when i probably started um being vegetarian and i was like oh okay mm-hmm. like because I, I was i started because i was at a kids camp at the time um which we'll get into in another episode. But uh, at that camp, the vegetarian meals were so much better. And I was like, okay, like this is, I was like really opened my eyes to like the possibilities. Um, And then, yeah, in high school around that time, I think as well, I started like seeing um, like videos about what was happening in like slaughterhouses. Mm. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of, I guess, started right. the journey. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's not linear, I guess, is what, no. like, happened. Like, I'm noting that. And it's also, uh, yeah, it's a combination of different things. So, like, you see one video, and then maybe you, like, for me, it's, like, also, I just needed to watch those videos constantly. Because I was, like, yeah. okay, I, like, I know that veganism is a goal, but I'm just, like, not there yet. And yeah. the way that people were... You're pushing veganism it, yeah. yeah like because we live in a carnist society wherein eating animals is just it's the norm so yeah, you don't think about it you're like tra- you're trained to you're do trained it to from, do it a, young from a young age and so we should speaking from like the privilege of like a north american sort of society well actually a lot of places but, true a lot yeah, of places yeah. but just like, to like recognize the intersectionality not everyone yeah not everyone is coming from true true i think like that's like was my experience at least so like a lot of it was unlearning carnism and taking the time to really like see how it played out in my life and decide because i feel like going vegan is you're going against the current in a lot of ways because i i think less so now in 2020 because it's just there's so many plant-based options like but 
a few years back. <laughs> so maybe like, yeah. can you, let's break it down for the kids. Like what were some of, what were, would you say were your top three like motivators that push you, I guess, towards like a vegan lifestyle? And then what would you say were three of your like things that kind of made you do that cycling, right? Like that repeating back, like that kind of mm. falling back into either like the pescatarianism or the vegetarianism. Ooh, that's a really, yeah. Or like, yeah. Sort of, so what were three things on both sides? Yeah. Yeah, maybe let us know. Um, yeah, so one of my motivators was just seeing the abuse like what was the like animal exploitation mm, in yeah. factory farms um so bearing witness to that and knowing that i did not want to be a part of that system yeah it's so heinous it's, eh? it's, once you see the video it's, it's like, like no yeah and then part another part of it was no, it was the second motivator yeah i think that was honestly it. it was like i don't want to be a part of this system that like exploits other animals yeah because and then another part of it too was that i was also um learning a lot about other forms of injustice as they affect humans so um yeah well not that i was learning about racism but like you learn about being what being black means yeah um as you grow up and so getting that foundation and seeing how liberation for one, like none of us are free until we're all free kind of thing. Mm. And so I thought, why is it that my compassion or my understanding of the lived experience is only extended to other human beings? Like, you know what I mean? Like why is yeah. like, why are non-human animals exempt from like that? Yeah. Like um, all systems of oppression. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think part of the reason why it was hard to kind of maybe do that was because a lot of people that I was seeing in the vegan movement. Wait, you don't have a third? Um, I think two kind of works. Two works, okay. Yeah, so like seeing the abuse and then learning about other forms of injustice. Yeah. Um, okay. And just making that switch. But uh, I think the veganism that I saw was often people being like, oh, well, slavery was legal. Um, but it was wrong, and so is abusing animals in today's like world. And I'm like, true, um, but that's just it did not resonate with me because you miss the nuance, right? There's a mm. there's a difference in it. So when yeah. I say that, like my compassion, my understanding for human beings is extended to non-human animals, it means that I recognize that we all like are worthy of living a life free of undue harm. Yeah. But that looks differently, right, <laughs> across species, and so. Yeah, I guess the other part of it, too, was the fact that humans are, you know, mo many of us speak and, or communicate in some way and can understand each other mm -hmm. um, clearly, right? Like, we, you know, we communicate with each other. That's, like, human beings. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, whereas for non-human animals, we don't have that same capacity to necessarily, like, understand how best to advocate for their needs. Those, Those were the motivators. The motivators, okay. Yeah, and then what kept me back to cycling into, like, vegetarianism or pescatarianism was because I didn't see that reflected in my actual life. So the only examples I had of like vegan people were online mm. and they were often like, I tried to only follow or look up to like black vegans or plant-based people, yeah. but it still felt so like, Oh, that's a cool thing that they're doing. Not necessarily something that I could do because I didn't really see someone who, I really saw myself in, sort of, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh, so those that was like what helped me back all the time. And then also being black and living in a very like traditional Caribbean household, like my parents were also under the assumption that veganism was just like this white thing 
um, and also saw it like as disrespectful that I would actually kind of like opt out of. Oh, yeah. you do this while you were still in the home. Yeah, like I was vegetarian and like all that. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was not. Yeah. Okay. So what were like the motivating factors for you and what would you say like held you back at times? Oh, um, I guess for me, my reasons maybe were, yeah, kind of a little bit more like typical. Like I feel like a lot of the work that I do is like, you know, as a wildlife ecologist, mm -hmm. um, like within urban settings and like having that sort of background in conservation work. It's like, mm -hmm. I think a lot of my initial understanding and push for it was the sort of environmental aspect of it um, and sort of the impact that a carnist diet has on mm -hmm. the on the world. And so I, I feel as though one of the big pushes for me um, especially was to realize the like hypocrisy mm. in the like personal investment I had put into like going to university and learning all these things and then like not putting that into practice in my own life. And mm. I think that like having the knowledge of like just the sheer impact that the meat industry does have mm. on on the planet, like on our global systems alone, I was just like that it, it just didn't make sense to me. Like it, made, mm. it didn't make sense. I was like, this makes you can't you can't make it make sense yeah and so i think that was like a really big help and then but you know i was still like not like committed committed i still had like you know my honey i still had like things i was like oh i don't i don't, I don't know like well, i feel like we'll find it we'll find out right mm -hmm. and then i feel like what really i guess like ended up getting me there was when i ended up taking this like animal um behavioral ethics course or mm -hmm. ethic animal ethics and behavior and that really opened my eyes i think to the like capacity for the it really opened my eyes to the different amount of systems that we've put animals in um for like sheer for our benefit with and that's kind of like a weird thing to say for our benefit because it's actually to our detriment like these carnis diets but um you know for like whatever economic to service reason, us. yeah to service us yeah and so for me like having like i don't know how long of course it was like four months or whatever of like mm -hmm. two days a week just being able to like constantly have that conversation and engage with it i think is when i really started to be like okay mm. okay and then um i think last the last big push for me at least was um yeah seeing examples examples of what veganism could look like for people like me so that's like mm. what i guess just mainly what black and like latin vegans could look like because i think a lot of my hang-ups especially was like yeah on my ties to like cultural foods and mm -hmm. so things like um you know like jamaican patties or like yeah just, just i don't know i bring up jamaican patties because i got them today but <laughs> i really think of other other foods but um yeah just essentially seeing examples of what veganism could look like and how that could work for for me and it kind of just all clicked together what held you back oh um eggs 
Yeah. Just straight up eggs. I had a weird yeah. addiction to them. I remember we had a really long Such a that. weird addiction yeah. to them. I was like, and I tried to like do all of the mental gymnastics to like justify them. I'm like, and they'll be there no matter what. And they'll just come out the, the check ends. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't, like you don't. Anyway, I don't, yeah. It, yeah. Eggs, I used to have such a hang-up on that. Yeah, eggs. and I was like, I remember being like, why are you so addicted to literally a chicken's period? Yeah. And like, I would oh, be they're like, high in protein. They're oh, this, my gosh. Oh, yeah, because, like, yeah, as yeah. I do so much, like, outdoor rack stuff, right? And, like, I would be like, oh, yeah, I need protein. And, like, yeah. typical, like, nah, like, nonsense. And so, yeah, I would, I would have, like, three to six hard-boiled eggs of, like, a sitting. Yeah, I'd be, I'd have so many eggs, yeah. Um, another thing that I would say, like, held me back probably for a long time was just this idea of, like, flavor, I guess, being a justification for, like, this amount of cruelty. Like, not consciously thinking that way, but always being, like, going back to, like, Oh, like I can have this because I just oh I really want this like flavor. I really want this experience. I really want it. Yeah. Like this is like a typical like. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like this is what I want, and it was just came from a lack of effort, like a straight up lack of effort from not. I think it's like a lack of effort, but also the like that just shows how deep we are in carnism. That like that's a justifiable thing because I don't think I don't think that in any other aspect of your life you would have been like. Oh, I just like I just like love the way that this like makes me feel. If it meant that someone else was harmed, gonna, yeah, you know what I mean. Literally die yeah, for like, it. Exactly. Yeah, and it's so, just like yeah, yeah, making that connect too is all. Yeah. Like every single decision you make about the food that you eat like has an impact, and so it's like yeah. recognize it. Yeah, just oof, 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 oof. Yeah. Yeah, just not distancing yourself from yeah. the fact that yeah. You're literally condoning, supporting, funding, mm-hmm. and like someone's continuing like, yeah. this this idea yeah. that somehow the like mass incarceration and slaughtering of animals is somehow beneficial to us, yeah, as humans, yeah, somehow beneficial to our economy, somehow beneficial to our global system, somehow beneficial to anything. Like it just, it's yeah, yeah it's just yeah. a fallacy. So. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's like a step into recognizing them as individuals, right? Um, and not just like, as you said, like commodities and yeah. things that, things, right? Yeah. Or um, that are here for us to use at our leisure, yeah. which is so harmful because they're a lot more than that. I so. think one thing we should probably also talk about and like kind of highlight is like how maybe a lot of people aren't listening or who are just listening for the first time, I should say, um, don't know kind of what the intersectionality veganism approach looks like or what is that about. So can we kind of maybe delve into a bit more about that? Because I often will always get, and it's usually from like, you know, hunter bros, something mm-hmm. like, well, what about the what about the right to, to harvest food from the land? And it's like no one is ever... yeah ever questioning like and honestly in my opinion um that is often always used as like a defense Mm. when people have accessibility to go vegan and i feel as though Mm. there it's not always not always the case because there we currently 
we're recording this podcast in Vancouver, like we're on unceded um, territory of the uh, Musqueam, Tooth, and Squamish First Nations. And it's so like these cultures have been here since like the first sunrise. And I by no means am suggesting that what that what our veganism like looks like for these communities and so i think there's also something to be said with regards to like our current relationship with animals and who is responsible for that right and that's when you can't just look at veganism from like a one it's about the animals like yeah it is but it exists in a larger system um and we're talking about like if you go back in history like we weren't in this situation. Like there wasn't um, the exploitation of animals on this large scale. scale yeah. And the reason why it's happening at this scale is because there's money to be made from it. Yeah. Right. So um, exactly. And it's also like the consumption of meat is like intricately tied to like wealth. Exactly. It goes really deep. And so anyway, what I'm saying is that like black um, and indigenous people specifically are not necessarily responsible for this for our current relationship with animals exactly. and how we consume food. And so when I talk about veganism, I'm never telling um, an indigenous person who um, like lives off no. the land or no. like you know what I mean, like eats animals. Because yeah. like, eating animals in and of itself isn't the issue like it's so much deeper than that it's the way that we're doing it now and And it's we've talked about this too like our relationship with animals right and what that veganism looks like yeah because like because the way in which we consume animals now is but not even just consumption it's just like but yes yes consumption but but like like the way that we like our relationship to animals is inherently like exploitative, right? Yeah. And it's also not and, like control and manipulative, and it's just very yeah, it's kind of. But it's also like not based in a need, right? Like it's like that's the other thing too. It's a commodity where yeah. like we're purchasing meat and eating it when we could, for a lot of us, have other alternatives that are not sourced or come from like factory farms, yeah. right? We're like, um, and so if you have the option not to. Um, then you shouldn't. But then again, um, I think we all know who this conversation is about, right? Yeah. And anyone who brings up the like, oh, well, what about this? What about that? What about that? Are you in that position? That's exactly you, what we're saying. You know exactly. what I mean? Because like, like, oftentimes, yeah. like, why are you playing devil's advocate? Because yeah. if you want to have that conversation, that's a separate conversation. Exactly. But oftentimes, we're having a conversation about the individual's veganism, yeah. right? Or your yeah. veganism, yeah. or my yeah. veganism. And so it's, it's, it's it's not a place to be like yeah. oh well then and it's really disrespectful is that your reality it is yeah. disrespectful it's yeah. really disrespectful because like a lot of people will also use like the argument about like accessibility or like what about poor people like how are they you know and what I mean? food deserts and like exactly. those are all conversations exactly. to be had and like, it's like that's yes yeah. correct and to think that like people who are understanding of different lived experiences would weaponize those yeah Yeah. exactly force those individuals into a situation that like is just not realistic or like so disrespectful and so like um yeah i think that's why the conversation about veganism needs to be layered um and we need to avoid bringing up those tropes unless they affect you personally um in which case yeah do you like that's that's it i just know that for me realistically veganism is a possibility i know that Literally everyone in my circle, veganism is, like, they have access to it. They could 
divest from yeah for the most part animals. we're centered in like an urban yeah space yeah. we have like we're pretty fortunate and yeah. quite privileged we have yeah. access to quite a variety of yeah. options for yeah. for food for so food. it's like so i think yeah and it, and it, yeah obviously yeah wealth and classism can come into this but for sure for the most part we have access exactly and I think that, yeah we yeah i think if you are in a position to make veganism work yeah make it work and i think that if you're in a position to try yeah you should be trying and, and i think, that, I think yeah. just like backtracking about trying veganism there's a difference between being vegan and eating plant-based yeah. or divesting from like mm-hmm. animals in different ways so veganism is like a lifestyle it's the dive like you're not that investing in the exploitation of animals it translates to food it translates to the kind of clothes that you purchase the kind of like i don't know leisure right like you wouldn't go to a zoo or like marine yeah. land or it something it translates to a lot of different things right you're yeah. how you handle wildlife interactions yeah. how you would handle wildlife conflict yeah um you know di- different things yeah it, whereas it like in, it interacts with yeah yeah whereas like when we when most people say like try veganism they mean like try like a plant-based diet um so that means like obviously not eating animal uh products or reducing your consumption thereof which is great um and the good thing is that like if you're experiencing like issues with that or like yeah if you have like an yeah. eating disorder or disordered eating or that makes it difficult for you to um, adopt a fully plant-based diet you can repair or yeah repair your relationship with animals in other aspects of your life so in terms of like again the clothes you wear the kind of makeup that you purchase um yeah all that stuff so it doesn't just have to be food and you can get to that when you're when you're ready yeah yeah is is uh what of those options do you think worked kind of best for you what do you mean as like a starter um i was would just, you say starting with diet because like vegan is like it's the bulk of it right like it's yeah. like you eat three times a day um if you're fortunate enough to do so and so mm-hmm. it's something that's i guess constant in your day-to-day yeah. um, but it's also the most difficult for a lot of people to tackle um because it's also like such a like intimate part i think that a lot of people are very well as we were too like very tied to the foods that we eat and thinking that those are, have to inherently be animal based um and i think that like going focusing on the food allows you to expand um and think of different options in terms of like how you like your spices that you're using and all that so yeah um that's kind of like what i started with so um i think i started with food too yeah yeah because people don't really talk about the rest of it right like i think that that was also what i discovered later on like i just like ate like fully plant based and then a few weeks later i was like oh there's more to this. Like, I just didn't like, yeah. I didn't really understand how, how much it's like, it's a lifestyle, right? Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's a journey. It's not linear. It's worth it. Um, if you can, you should definitely consider it, try it, do what you can. You know? Find your motivation yeah. to why you want to go vegan. Yeah. Um, just like ask yourself that question. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different reasons why you might want to go vegan. Yeah. So I would just encourage you to like think about it, think about if it's a possibility for you, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe start like an action plan. Like start, I don't know. I got from a lot of my friends it worked out by like starting off with like one day a week. 
Mm. Um, oh yeah, like yeah. another thing you can do. Yeah, it's like so going it's like, do... vegan on Monday, like or having vegan, like being vegan one day. Being plant based. Plant based, yeah. Eating plant based. Eating plant based one day of the week, and then or, um, I mean for me, like the I think the biggest thing that I started, especially when I was taking my transition seriously, it was like, okay, you can not purchase any meat when you're like doing grocery shopping. So I was never had any meat in the home, and then I'd be like, only if you're eating out. And then I'd be like, okay, you can't, you can only eat meat if you're eating out, but it's not if it's a fast food place. And then I that like eliminated so much of my meat mm. eating because I was like always eating fast food. And then mm. after that, I started to like really see the benefits and then also like, yeah, just feeling better, learning more. Yeah. Yeah. So just find a way that works for you realistically and yeah, just try it. Cool. Um... Bad, bad.